We are in the house as normal. Welcome to the TFW Podcast, episode 33. We are doing this live during the NFL draft. If there are any NFL fans, hello, congratulations. It's kind of like our second Christmas day, like WrestleMania's Christmas for wrestling fans. Besides the Super Bowl, NFL draft is that for NFL fans. I am representing my Detroit Lions shirt. Hopefully your team, if you do watch NFL football, have done you proud tonight. If you have not, hey, there's always tomorrow and Saturday. Eshan is on location this week. Him and his beautiful wife are celebrating their anniversary. Eshan, what is going on, man? What's going on, y'all? I had this five-hour drive from uh, Atlanta to Savannah, so your boy a little strapped right now. Savannah, that is where Cody Rhodes could not sell out <laughs> nice the WWE back. show that's coming, right? <laughs> is that the same spot? Are, are you there, boots on the ground? Hey, look, it's far as hell out here, man. This is this is a drive. <laughs> so you I would see. not be at that show, right? I'm guessing. Hell to the <laughs> Rhodesia, what's going on? I'm excited over here to talk some wrestling and to see what the Lions pick up in this draft. Yes, 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 yes. And we have a lot of wrestling, of course, to talk about. Let's start on probably not the best topic. Got it hit on it. It is the lawsuit that uh, just hit actually yesterday. We're recording this, of course, on Thursday night. Uh, Brittany Abrams or Abrahams versus WWE. You guys have probably already heard about it. I'm not going to deep dive the information on it because I just don't feel like reading that much. It is a ton in the lawsuit. If you have not seen this yet, Google it. You'll see it. There is a ton in there. I'll just kind of go really, really high level. And then, of course, throw it to you guys to get your guys' thoughts on it. So Brittany used to be working on the NWE. She was allegedly terminated for taking one of the WrestleMania souvenir chairs uh, but it states before she was terminated she had some issues while she was there a couple of things that she had issues with were surrounding some discrimination type storylines and proposals that she looked at as being should not be happening one of them was a Muslim storyline where the wrestler's secret in the script was to be that him and his family was behind the 9-11 attacks. Oh, my goodness. And that was uh, Mansoor, which Mansoor was like four or five years old when 9-11 happened. Okay. Um, there was another writer during this time period that suggested that a black male wrestler who was now Scripps, who was um, Reggie or Reginald, who was with, uh, I forget her name, Carmella, yeah. a while ago, uh, for him to dress in drag. Uh, there was also a script, including instructions for Bianca Belair to say, uh-uh, don't make me take off my earrings and beat your ass. I guess that particular one, Bianca said, was like in the script like three different times, and she fought to not say that. We know she would do the thing where she took her earrings off. In the black community, that is definitely a thing. That is not stereotypical, because we've all probably seen that one time or another. The part about, uh-uh, let me take my earrings off, and I'll beat your ass is absolutely stereotypical. And then we all know the Apollo Crews one, where he, out of mm -hmm. nowhere, came with this Nigerian accent. 
Okay, so that one did make it on TV. Other two did not. There were some other things too, of course, in that lawsuit that she has. Looks like she's suing for money owed and also money now, et cetera, et cetera. This one uh, is a slippery slope for me because I feel completely different. Well, not completely different, but I feel different today than I did yesterday. Yesterday, I was ready to do a pod, and if you are anybody on social media and you didn't speak out on it, I was ready to have some words for those particular people. I was ready to come in here and say, hey, the persons or people who came up with these ideas need to be completely fired. After having a night to sleep on it, I feel a little bit differently now on this. How so? Um, it's a writer's room. Right, and I even tweeted yesterday, hey, I'm all for throwing things against the wall to see if it sticks. I can't really get that mad if it didn't make TV. Right? The three of us, all being black, have all been in a work professional environment where we are the uh, level checker of what is appropriate to say or do for black people and or around black people. We have all been there. Anybody who was in any type of professional setting that is African-American have seen that. I can't speak, of course, on the other races. You know, the Muslim one is, that's completely out of pocket, right? Like, how do you, would you even think that's okay? That's disgusting. But this is why we talk so much about representation matters. I always talk about how you always want to have diversity, no matter what that is sex or you know sexual orientation whatever that is you want to have that because imagine if i'm going to assume there had to be somebody in that room or maybe they wasn't in the room and they heard about it later on and they were like you know what that's probably not the best idea to have mansoor say that his family was behind the 9-11 attacks hey you know what probably not the best idea to have a black female wrestler be portrayed as a ghetto person and just say, I'm going to beat your ass. So, somebody cut it off. Shout out to that person. But let me throw it to you guys. When you guys heard it, what did you think? And what do you think now if it's any different? What I thought then and what I think now, I'm not surprised by it. Over the decades, the minorities have had to scratch and claw their way up the ladder there in pro wrestling to begin with so just knowing that this is happening behind the scenes in the creative room again i'm not surprised by it um all this that you said all this is weak as hell i, I mean it just is disgusting to me on the muslim one as far as a family being part of 9-11 like who would even even think something like that everything else is just stereotypes but again what do we expect Vince McMahon said my nigga or whatever he said I forgot how he, he called him that but he, he said that on TV and I to remember what, yep and I remember I think if my memory serves correct we were with one of our friends Fonz and he's like no that's completely like out of line I don't like that that's and at that time I wasn't that tripped out by it because I'm like oh that was pretty funny but now being a lot older I realize like that's that's not cool that is not cool in any way but again not surprised by it um, I am happy that that stuff did not make TV. So like you said, somebody or somebody said, nah, this, this, can't, this can't work. 
Yeah, as you said, Matt, uh, we've all been in a situation where we had to be kind of the the, the check and balance, right? Mm-hmm. But as you said, also, uh, representation matters. Um, the more people of color we have in positions of all color, um, it kind of help create storylines and characters that are true, right? Um, and at the same time, you know, look, you think about Bianca Belair character, and this is where we as a people need to get better about how we portray ourselves, is that we have, we pick and choose the era, like the the, the parts of our culture we want to emphasize, right? Okay. Because that line isn't too far away from some of the things that she said or done. Now, again, I don't know if those lines and things were fed to her, um, but it's not out of line, really, from her character to say some of those things she says, right? Um, but, again... Reputation matters. We have to have more writers in that room picking storylines and creating characters um, for our people. It, it's just really hard for um, what what do we want to say? Caucasians or non-blacks or non-people of color non-minorities, to, yeah. to create stories because look, at the end of the day, you think about it, uh, how how many people have they really been around right? that are our minorities, right? They're kind of creating storylines or ideas mm-hmm. based on what they're seeing on, their on television, right? Mm-hmm. What they're right. seeing on television. And this is, again, we're talking about we need to do better as, as as people. This is why, like, a lot of times in public, I portray myself a certain type of way. I don't want to give myself into a stereotype because if you look at television and things of that nature, people are watching, right? And so this is what these people have to go off of, these negative stereotypical um, characters that we create on TVs ourselves, right? Um, rap music and other types of shows, etc. So this is what they have this. This is the audience they have to see. Mm-hmm. So um, this for me going forward, just keep it short and simple. Uh, I think they need to have more representation in in, in that creative room, uh, more representation in that in that place of power. And this is goes back to people say, oh, and now you want to, you know, give someone like a, a bone, right? No, this isn't about that. This is that there's a multitude of people of color that are in positions to contribute positively to any workplace. Right. Um, they should do a better job of seeking out those people because ha- here's the thing at the end of the day, a lot of times when you're a hiring manager, you tend to hire people that you feel comfortable around. So maybe if you're, n- and this is, this is just human nature. You, if you feel more comfortable around people that are like you, right? So if you have a room full of people that are all evenly, um, you know, matched for a position, right? Mm-hmm. Who are you going to pick first? You're going to pick right. the person that looks the more, the probably you feel more comfortable with. It's probably somebody that looks like you. We need to have hiring practices to where we're actively engaging other people of color, put them in positions so we can have a mutual playing field when it comes to creative. Hey, Matt, or Yishan, is uh, Ms. Brittany Abrahams or Abrams, is she, what ethnicity or is she, do we know? I don't think it says. Okay. I think we can assume. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think so too. Uh, yeah, I just I just put up the article off the New York Post. Oh, she was a black writer. Okay. Yeah. She alleged she was fired last year in retaliation for her complaints about story pitches, which perpetrated offensively racist and stereotypical jargon. I think she got fired because of the still in the WrestleMania seat. Well, that's what they are going to say. <laughs> uh, but didn't they didn't they crazy. fire Hugh? Was it not Hugh Hefner? Earl Hugh Hefner. Hefner. And Earl Hefner for Stillin? No, Earl was having a bootleg t-shirt business on the side. Oh, okay. That's what Got Earl it. was doing. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, hey, 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 look, and my people of color, <laughs> put them damn chairs down. 
It ain't, you know what I'm saying? It ain't worth it, man. Like, this is you making me look bad. Put them chairs down, man. And y'all know me. I like to joke. It was so many jokes I could have, like, done. Still now, I'm, I'm going to hold off because it can be very yeah. sensitive. I understand it. Yeah. But I was ready to get some jokes off. And I was like, all right, let me just kind of pull back. But, yeah, so we'll see. We will see, like I said, from a court of law. I think she probably has a case. But I don't know how far that can get unless she has someone else that is going to have her back to say, right. yes, I saw. Show the proof. So. Correct. Yep. So I saw that the blackface thing. I don't really know that came out. And I was like, whoa, what was up with that? Um, I don't know. Will she have proof? And will she be able to show like their notes? Isn't that like maybe WWE proprietary information? Can she like not? I mean, I don't know what kind of facts she'll have or evidence mm-hmm. she can prove. So like you said, it's going to probably rely on someone else coming to her defense. Yeah. So there you go. As we always say, more to come later. But that was uh, probably the biggest backstage news that was not wrestling related. That was in the wrestling business. The biggest (laughs) backstage news that is wrestling related. Phil Brooks continues to take up a large percentage of the TFW podcast. CM Punk backstage in Chicago at Monday Night Raw. This man continues to do what he needs to do to keep his name out there. I'll read this for you really quick. It was reported uh, on Tuesday that Punk was in Florida doing MMA commentary along with meeting with Chris Jericho, FTR, and Tony Khan. So those are two separate meetings he had. It was on a flight back to Chicago that also included a ton of WWE talent and producer. If you guys don't know, a lot of WWE wrestlers and workers live in Florida. Uh, While sitting with said talents, he learned Raw was happening in Chicago and showed up in the afternoon, brought in by other talents. Punk talked to several people backstage in a common area, including The Miz and Paul Levesque, Triple H. Punk and Miz apparently cleared the air about any lingering issues from Punk's run on WWE backstage. According to the report from someone who saw their interaction, Punk and Triple H shook hands, and Punk asked if he and Levesque could talk for a few minutes. Levesque allegedly said he had to make sure that it was okay with Vince McMahon first. It was uh, reported it was McMahon's call for Punk to leave. It's unclear what the specific reason was for that decision given that other AEW contracted talents like Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo were allowed to be at this year's Hall of Fame ceremony. One source stated that past legal situations between Punk and the company could have been the reason why he was asked to leave. Punk was there for about 20, 25 minutes before he was asked to leave and did so with no issue. Phil Brooks continues to do what he needs to do to have his name out there. Thoughts before we get to our conspiracy theories. So I want to ask you guys, what is your biggest conspiracy theory of why CM Punk showed up backstage in his hometown at Monday Night Raw? Give me the, the your real feelings on just Punk showing up to WWE. And allegedly, the story, if we believe it, which I've already debunked it, I don't believe at all. He has not had contact with the elite. They haven't had a conversation and not squashed it. But if you believe what they're telling us, they haven't had a conversation. Their beef is not squashed. But then he goes to squash beef with Triple H, The Miz, and his old former company that he's thrown under the bus every chance he gets. What you guys got? What you guys' thoughts on him just being there Monday? 
It is simply to get him in collision over. That's it. So that's not a conspiracy theory for you. That 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 is your actual thoughts. That's my actual thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you say get it over, what does that mean? Just exactly how you led this topic. His name is is out there on the on the, sh- on the internet, on the videos, on all of that. We're talking about him. This new show starts with June twenty first ish or twenty something ish. Twenty third, twenty fourth, somewhere. We're a there. month yep. out. This is part of that marketing. A Let's month do out. That. I was like, when are we? I Two said we were in out. June earlier this today. <laughs> you did. Yeah. No, we are in April. Yes, two months out. Almost two yeah. months so, to the day. Almost. So a month, a month after, I'm thinking a month after um, Double or Nothing. That's why. I'm already in Double okay. or Nothing mindset. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. E, what you thinking? I got to ask you guys a question. So on a scale of one to ten, like one being no deal, ten being a big deal, what, which, what are you guys at with this? Him showing up at WWE? Right. Yeah. Backstage. Are we talking face value? I'm saying 10. Or are we talking? You think it's 10? Big deal? Yeah. Yeah, Because, again, he just said that they they single-handedly almost killed him, almost put him in the grave. So if you're going there, and I know Vince is not there, per se, but this is still Vince's company, why would you go there? What about you, Matt? Give me 9.25. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. So because he had me, no reason to go, right? Like, so use the examples that was in the report. Andrade, Hall of Fame. He's married to Charlotte. Malachi. He's married to Zelina. Um, look at the Royal Rumble. You had Ricky Stark show up because him and Cody are really close friends. Punk, I, I don't know if Punk has close friends. Still in WWE, maybe Tamina. Word was that Natalia walked him out. So maybe Natalia's also working security backstage. <laughs> but give me 9.25. I'm going to assume by you asking that. He's going to say one. A big deal. What do you mm-hmm. think? So, from a, so you think about it from a business perspective, it's a, it's a negative 2.5. Like, like <laughs> the AEW people are going to tune in and watch Collision regardless if he went backstage or not. So this was like some kind of a publicity stunt, whatever the case may be. It's a shitty one. Okay. Um, but from a personal perspective, I, I, I tend to think of things from a more of a logical span because it's like, like Punk has been holding a lot of, like he's like 45 or whatever he is, man. He's hold on, he's held on to a lot of negativity over the past 10 years to the point they put him out of the business, right? Right. And now, you know, he had this big thing at AEW, um, you know, where they pretty much alienated himself again, right? Where Half the locker room doesn't want him. A big thing he became was kind of a black guy on AEW in the business for a little while. Maybe during this time period, um, personally, he had some, some retrospect to do. Like, hey, maybe I'm holding on to some feelings, some negative feelings I need to let go, right? Because negativity and all those those feelings, they, if you hold on to them, it doesn't, it's not good for your health. It's not good for your spirit, right? So right. maybe personally, he's like, you know what? In order for me to move forward as an individual, as a wrestler in this business, maybe I need to let some of that old shit go. Like, right? Like, hey, I get that he has some grievances. You know, and a lot of them sound like they were justified. Maybe he wanted to talk to Miz and like, yo, let's 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 squash this. He had a conversation he wanted to have with, with, with Triple H. Let's go ahead and squash this, right? So we can both move forward 
with our careers and lives, et cetera. So I think from a personal standpoint, I think it's huge because he went in there with a po- with a positive mindset, like, hey, I want to move forward from this, right? So I can move forward as an individual. I think it's a big deal. But, but we're talking about from a business perspective. Again, this is more of that, if it's that, this is more of that, you know, dirt sheet stuff that really doesn't move numbers. So we've, we've seen over the past year, especially for AEW, that that type of stuff doesn't do anything for them. They have their audience. They're going to watch regardless. The 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 uh, part-time fan or the, uh, what do we call them? Um, casual? casual. The casual fans. They don't care about that kind of shit. So for them, it's not a big deal at all. But I think from a personal uh, standpoint, this if he legit went in there to like, hey, file some grievances, cause I'm not sure what his relationship is with Kofi. But I know a couple, like, seven years ago, like, they were tight. They were super tight. And super then they, tight. I know they stopped being tight because... Yeah, I thought they were, they were beefing. Yeah, I well, thought not so really beefing, I think they're just not close. Okay. I don't, they're not as close, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, those are the type of things you kind of want to, you know, mend. And I'm not sure if he has the opportunity to speak with Kofi um, or if they're even tight. You no, know? but if this is something positive for him personally, I'm all for it. So now knowing this, because we saw the video footage of him being mm-hmm. there, do you believe he has not? Or, okay, let me not ask that question. Do you believe there is still beef between CM Punk, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks? Only if there's still an investigation going on and they haven't had the opportunity legally to have conversations. But if there may not, not be the beef. Case. There may not be beef. That's why I didn't want to ask that because my initial question was going to be, mm-hmm. do you think they've talked? But there could be a situation where it's, hey, it's now water under the bridge. I know we can't touch each other or talk yet until whatever is completed on the legal side, but hey, I'm good. I'm good if they're good. Oh, okay, word comes back that they're good. If we're good, hey, we can all make money together and, you know, grow AEW. Is there a chance now seeing CM Punk show up to WWE? Is there a chance that they aren't good? There, there, there is a segment of that locker room that still looks at CM Punk with a significant side eye, what happened at Brawl Out? So I'm thinking when you say beef again, what's beef? What's okay? We can All right, Biggie, agree to. Yeah, I know, right? I, I had my, I made it. it my own word, so let me yeah, tell you. So listen, so when I was younger and I used to listen to rap, I didn't quite understand what what, what words they were what's saying. Beef? So so I made up my own words. So I can rap to you the words I use, but I now, don't think that'd be appropriate. Don't worry about that. But what you can do. Like when E starts talking, go ahead and get on your Googles. You've been Googling the last couple of weeks. Maybe Why are you, you trying Google to steal my thunder? I'm, I'm, I'm going oh. to bring that. I'm calling that back later. My bad. My bad. Jeez. My goodness. But okay, so beef, um, no, because I think you're not going to do business if there's like a legit beef. Because when I hear beef, I think of on site, modern day right. on site. So I don't think that's the case. I think that it could be okay. Listen, I don't like you anymore. You don't like me. We are doing this. We have this thing in common, which is AEW. Let's make this money. You stay over there. I stay over here. We be professional with each other. A lot of people work with people they don't like. Yep, and make make a lot of money with them too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Money. Um, I think that I think I think they can be cordial enough at the, at this point, right? Okay. Like we've had meetings. I mean, it's been some time. Um, like I said, it seems to me that Kenny is kind of ready to move past it. Um, just like again, just just me kind of listening to him talk about it as much as he can talk about it, mm-hmm. right? It seemed CM Punk's ready to come back to work. He knows the heat that he had in in the locker room, so something had to happen in um, between that time 
to make him feel comfortable and make them feel comfortable having him back in the locker room to some type of degree. Um, I mean, it's awesome they had the meeting. You know, um, I don't know why FTR had to be there. I thought they was good. <laughs> like, so I don't know. Because well, they love Punk. So maybe right. maybe they were security in that. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of interesting also. So I don't know. Okay. So then we, we all are in agreement besides E. E feels like from a personal perspective, it's a big deal. Business perspective, zero deal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that it is just really keeping his name out there. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it is, hey, I'm coming back. I think everything Punk does, there's some type of, I don't want to say arterial motive to it, but I think there's a motive to it. I think everything right. he's ever done, it is clear-cut and concise on, this is my plan, this is the and plan. And it's intentional. Yep, and it's very, very intentional. And I think this is no different at all whatsoever. But I'm glad that if everything is positive, that is always a positive, if you're positive. I think this is a positive to transition to the new championship belt. I saw some talk online. People, some people not feeling it. Some people are saying that you could have just had Cody beat Roman at Mania and you wouldn't have to come up with another belt. We can go down that way if you guys want to. We don't really have to. But I do want to ask you guys about the belt. I personally love the, love the new design. I think it is a fantastic compromise between the big gold belt that Triple H loves, the old WCW championship belt, which a lot of people feel like is the best looking wrestling belt in history. Uh, and then you got the WWE logo right in the middle. You got to have that. We see every single time somebody wins the Super Bowl, NBA championship, the World Series, whatever, they send them that belt. And it is a walking billboard. All you see on the old belt was just the WWE logo. You still have that, but now you have that gold lineage. I love it. I think it looks fantastic. What'd you guys think of uh, how the belt looks? And then what'd you think of the presentation? I'm why well, it wasn't, I guess, even a presentation, but the Triple H segment was. from it was a Raw. Presentation. Uh, the picture of the belt looks a lot weirder or more weird. The actual how it looked on video, like live on Raw, it actually looked really good. I was mm-hmm. really excited to see it. Um, but again, that still pick of it, I don't like how it looks because that W is so prominent. And I told you it was like this, the white gold or silver, which I thought it should be just yellow gold. Right. Um, but, they, you know, I'm not a fashion designer or a designer in that sense. But, but I like it. I think it's cool. I'm happy, too, that they were they made something else. And we can probably deep dive on who that's going to be for or why they did that. Um, but I'm excited about it. And I think it looks good for sure. Hey. You, some of you wrestling fans, y'all are so goddamn picky. That's a good looking belt, man. I've just mm-hmm. seen people crapping on it, man. I'm like, it's, it is true. We got some cynical, negative fans yeah. just for the sake of being sick <laughs> and ne- negative. I mean, you can't, you can't tell me that's not a better looking belt than that big ass W belt. Why you can't tell I don't me? Know, that. Man, I, I like no. the W belt. The I think w the W belt, belt looks really good in person. Look at it. Hey, yeah, y- y'all, y'all got some bad taste sometimes. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody can't be perfect. But wow. look, er, but as as you said, it's a great compromise. Yeah, that's yep. ugly as shit. No, but that yeah, belt looks fantastic. Shit look at that ugly. belt. Love shit that ugly. belt. Now yeah. the one that I mean, the rock here's, here's debuted. The, here's the thing. Here, that if, belt was horrible. You, that belt right there, like if no if no one knew what it was, you would have no idea it was a wrestling belt. Because yes, nothing about that, on, nothing about Sean. that looks like a wrestling what, belt. What nothing about. What do you think? The epitome of WWE. Like a big ass ugly belt I would never wear in my life. That's what it looked like. Wow. But as you said, it's a good compromise, right? Because I get 
the W, right? It got to kind of be in there, right? And you, it kind of makes sense from business. You got to it's branding. You got to have it in yep. there. Um, and as you said, Rhodesia, I, I think you're right. Um, the belt does look different. Um, like on television, then those still. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think those mocks, maybe the mock or the yeah. um, the replica might look a little different to the actual real thing. I think it mm -hmm. is a little bit more like I don't know. It's like a uh, diamonds or some kind of shiny. It's well, they different. they said uh, when they did it, they were like, "Hey, a, a deeper, more detailed look." So I, that the one yeah. photo that looks a little funky has the white background, and it really shows the details of it. Don't show yeah. me the details. Show me how it looks when mm -hmm. the light is glistening off of it. That's when yeah. I can tell if I really yeah. like it or not. And I thought but, it looked incredible. Hey, hey, hey show me really how good. show yeah. show me how it looks when it's around Roman Reigns' stomach. Hey, it's coming. <laughs> the agenda begins. Roman triple belts, baby. I want to log off this damn podcast right now. <laughs> All right. My hey, so anniversary that, listening is garbage. That is a great transition and segue. Let's book our ideal scenarios. Now, throw out, if you want to throw logic out, throw logic out. I use a little bit of logic in minds. I still don't think minds is the best for everybody, but it's best for me. That scenario that I came up with is best for me as a wrestling fan. Isham, let me start with you. Then, Rhodesia, you can go. What is your ideal scenario? We know that they're going to crown the winner at um, Saudi at the end of May at Night of Champions. Now we really know why they named it Night of Champions. Give it to me. What is your ideal scenario? Who wins it, and what does that look like? Gosh, you know, like, so... I guess I would kind of want Cody to win, but I don't want him to win just based on all the history that's happened so far. Um, you know, it, it, if he wins the cha championship right now, it seems like a consolation prize for him, and I, I, it, it should be more than that. Um, but I definitely think that the caliber of a Cody should have that championship, um, first off. Um, I guess you would, like, the my my next runner-up would be, like, a Seth. Okay. Um, but, man, I just – I like Seth a lot. I like Seth a lot. Here comes um, the butt. Here comes the butt. You know, he just like he's he's not on the same level of a Roman and a Cody for me. Um, but as I said, like I think my desire for Cody not to have a consolation prize will override my willingness to have Seth win the championship. So I guess I will go with Seth because he is a probably I'm not sure if I'm ready to say he's the best wrestler in the world, but he might be. He he he's the top two or three. He got to be right and. You know, he's going to have a great match with anybody. Um, everybody likes him. He has an awesome music. Um, so it can't be Cody. Mm -hmm. And it shows hell better not be Roman. Um, I guess he got to go <laughs> Seth. So for you, it's, it's Seth. That's your ideal scenario. It's I Seth. would say so. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. I got you. I like that. Okay. Rhodesia, what do you say? Ideally, it should be Seth as well. But I had, I'm having fun with this one. Okay. okay. So if. A bloodliner, and I'm calling him the bloodliner, I would want a bloodliner to dethrone Roman so then they can take Roman's belts. But if that doesn't happen, I do want Cody to win this new – it's called the heavyweight championship now, right? Is that the, the exact yes. title heavyweight? World heavyweight. World heavyweight yep. championship. Um, and he made an emphasis on world in, like, to imagine maybe they'd be traveling. I don't know. But I, for one, I would want to see a true first-time reign for Finn. When he got the WWE mm. Universal belt, he got injured the night he won it. And it just was like, dang, like, what could he have done with that? And now that you have another new 
heavyweight championship, in this case, the world heavyweight championship. Let's give it to Finn. Let's see what he can do with it. I like that. That is fun. fun booking. No, that is fun. I love that, Rhodesia. Yeah. Um, so what I have, and this is not best for, this is not best for the quote unquote, finish the story. It's not, but, oh, but I, for I me, my ideal scenario is give Cody the honor of being the first ever champion of that belt that goes down in history. And really the whole finish the story thing could be whatever you want to say, because the story, now you guys correct me if I'm wrong. The story is Cody was finishing the story of winning the belt that his dad never won, right? Right. Well, there was no universal That's true. championship back then. Mm-hmm. So that belt isn't the same belt either. But I think it's the implication of or them implying, hey, the heavyweight championship of that whatever company. I think I get that's that, more but the this point. belt is I called heavyweight championship. Saying. <laughs> this is the heavyweight it champion. It's called the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. So my <laughs> ideal scenario, mm-hmm. give Cody the honor of being the number one first ever champ of this belt, and then we go full steam ahead with the bloodline issues and give us what is the only thing that makes sense to end the foundation of the bloodline, that is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the championship, and Jey being the one who dethrones Roman Reigns. That is my ideal scenario. Um, because if we're talking now, actual real legit WWE, we know the draft is starting tomorrow on SmackDown. Cody and Roman is not going to be on the same show. I, I don't know what I don't know what world actually. Give me a second because they had just put up on Twitter. The list of names that are able to be drafted on SmackDown, and then the list of names that are able to be drafted on Raw. So, so why are you looking at up two things real quick? I think mm-hmm. that's a little bit flawed. This is not a real draft, then, if you're saying you can only be drafted to a certain place. But no, did that's not it. That, that's what I thought. Okay. I can't read. That's on me. What they're saying <laughs> is this is the this is the batch of names that can be drafted on Raw for Raw or SmackDown on Monday. This is the batch of names that can be drafted for Raw or SmackDown. So everybody's not available to be drafted tomorrow, but they can still be drafted to either show. So, like, for tomorrow, Cody and the Bloodline are able to be drafted. No way in the world, unless this is pick the balls out of a a hat, Roman's got to be number one, and then Cody's got to be the second pick. Right? So I think that you're, we're not, they're not going to be on the same show. SmackDown is probably going to keep Roman in the bloodline, which the bloodline is Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Interesting. The Usos are separate, and they're not able to be drafted until Monday. So that could be a story in itself. Okay, got it. So you're saying that these are the people that can be drafted tomorrow night, not at SmackDown, but just Correct. tomorrow night. Versus Correct. And then these are the people on Monday that can be drafted. Yep. Got it. Yeah, it's kind of smart though. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It makes you watch both shows. So you keep them separate because I and then I started trying to think like, okay, how else could Cody? I mean, damn. Because if this does not happen for Cody, I agree with you guys with Seth. Seth is put in the work for two, sure. Two plus years killing. I still it. think that he is way. There's a video there in the UK, I, I believe today. There's a video 
10 minute, he stand in the middle of the ring and they're singing a song straight, 10 minutes straight. And people are like, crown him, crown him champion. It's difference from singing a song and being legit over. People don't sing Roman Reigns' song. He's over like Roman. But I we get can't the whole, compare Roman. Yeah, you can. can't compare, I, you, you can no, because you people can. keep saying, because people keep talking about this song, like that just shows how over he is. Cody Rhodes is more over than Seth Rollins. Would you guys all agree with that? I think that's fair. Anybody singing Cody Rhodes' song for 10 minutes, right? Nowhere. Besides me on night two of the WrestleMania 5. And that's, <laughs> I can't bring it up over and over again. But that was but a, new, besides that was a that, new remix of that song, though. That was. That was hot too. But yeah, so so that that's mine is give it to Cody and then we do Roman and Jay sometime soon. But what I was saying was if you don't do that, we're not looking at Cody getting a championship until next year's WrestleMania. They're on separate shows. The only way for him to get to Roman is winning the Rumble again. If for me, logically, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put Cody on one show and Roman on another they show. Have to. You gotta, and because they, they want to stretch out that rematch as long as rematch as long as possible. But at the end of the day, like I would love for him to be the first ever world heavyweight champion, hold that that awesome looking championship. But at the end of the day, you mean to tell me that that they make my boy <laughs> lose at Mania, give the worst WrestleMania moment in history. Best. I don't give a damn. With Stone Cold, Matt, Rhodesia, Jim Ross, Blue Ross, Skip Cole. I don't care what none of y'all say. That was a shitty-ass moment. It was a okay? fantastic and so, and so at the end of the day, he don't win that there. But you're going to have him win at Saudi? Come on, man. Well, evidently that's not. not evidently that, that's, not, win that's, that's not the moment that nobody want to see. So if they give me that moment, I mean, I, I, I know that. Triple H has, has lost it, or Vince, crazy Vince is just booking everything. That's that's just flat hey, out Isha. stupid. Hey, Isha, flat calm, out stupid. Da- calm down. I don't want them to come kick you out the hotel. You're getting hype. <laughs> You're getting super hype. Hey, not as much money I spent for this goddamn thing. <laughs> so you can say what you want to say. Hey, calm yeah. down, man. All right. That's, uh, hey, real quick. Get, hold on, real yes. quick. Real quick. On, so back to the world championship, heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. Did you find it's interesting how Triple H – emphasize world would i took it as that it's possible that this can be is it because it's going to be in saudi when it's going to be given or no i, I just took I, that I, as I felt something. He, I, well, I took that as he emphasized this person who wins this belt is going to actually yeah defending defend it everywhere Anytime. because if, if there's somebody who has just gotten into wrestling mm-hmm. since roman reigns won the belt at last year's wrestlemania you don't know that Oh, the champ is actually supposed to be on like every okay. show and defend it, like okay. at live events and at every pay per view and on TV. Got it. You don't know that. So this is like, hey, he's saying this is the work horseman's belt. This got person it. is going to take this belt everywhere and defend it. Got it. Got it. All right. So the draft. Let's have some fun. We're going to do our own TFW. WWE draft. Before we get to what the rules are, we're going to only do 10 picks. Okay, so we'll explain how we're going to do it. Uh, is there anything that you guys on the legit draft for WWE feel like, hey, this is must-have once? It could be maybe somebody called up. It could be maybe somebody separated. It could be maybe somebody kept together. Do you guys have any must-have once for the legit sure. draft? Sure, sure, sure. 
um, I want Braun coming up um, from NXT. I want the Street Profits to be broken up. Again, and I think this is a perfect way to break them up without having some kind of storyline that they, you know, mad at each other or beefing with each other. Um, that's just a couple of things that could just comes to mind off the top of my head. Okay. What about yeah, you? Say what you got, Matt? Uh, must have ones. Um, Braun will be the probably the must have one. Mm-hmm. Which oh, him, and, him and Mello up? are wrestling in May at an NXT premium live event. I don't know how that's going to work. You can still call him up, I guess, and then he can say, I'm going to take the belt, you know, to sure, whatever yeah. show he's on. But that's probably the only must have want that I have. I can't really think of anything else. Would you want Indy or Roxanne to come up? Not him? must have. Okay. Not must have. No. I would love for one of them to come up, but I don't want to give away any of my potential draft picks if they're still on the board. So I'm not going to say which one that is. Yeah, you got to think. You got to be trying to catch me up. Well, All first right, off, so my, my pick is my stuff is done. I, I'm I not bet. with it like you. And I, I don't know how you think yours pull. is done when either E or I take one of the people on your list. Because guess what? I have 32 names here, so I'm just going to literally go in order. There's not going to be any you. thought behind it. I'm just going to go in order. Good for you. That means you're going to have by far the worst TV show hey. in the history of the wrestling hey. business. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We are going to do... Ten rounds. Okay, Radiza is going to keep keep us honest and write down who we got. This is what we're doing. Wrestlers must be currently active in the WWE bubble. Okay? And you are taking them as is right now. So if you want to take an injured wrestler, they are injured until they come back. If you want to take a part-timer, they are a part-timer. You can't just flip them to full-time and have them on your show every single week. All right? We are doing only single wrestler picks, meaning no tag teams. And we're doing that just so when we're done with this, everybody has the same amount of wrestlers, which will be 10 wrestlers. And then to determine who is going to get the top pick. So the number one pick, we are going to go to who has watched wrestling the least amount of time in their life. So then the second pick would be Wait, who's watched least wrestling of time the second of their life or of their life of, of the years of their life. So you're getting the first overall pick because how many years that. have you watched wrestling for? Since 99. Okay. And there's, no point, even, there's no, point of even, no point of even doing the math on that. Yeah. What is that? Like 24 years, 25 years? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Ishan, how many years have you watched? When did you start watching? That that you can remember. I'm going. I'm going off of when I can remember. I remember my first. My first memory was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and he wasn't an IC champion yet. Okay. So I think this was WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania three. Well, three was Savage. Him and Savage. Yeah. So I want to say it probably was. It was that year. Okay. It was that year. Give me some detail, because that's my same year. But I know. The exact moment that I remember that I was, I was watching. And real quick, are and you and it, watching? It was it was a little bit before that. So do you do you remember? No, I was I was watching Superstars. I remember my brother was watching uh, Superstars on Saturday, and I remember because my 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 brother and I we don't get along. He don't like me, and uh, yeah he he <laughs> yeah he wouldn't yeah he like I, I was I was the little brother that wouldn't be like my big brother, but he he wasn't having it. Um, so I had to. 
Hell no. So I, I had to sneak and watch the show while he was watching it. And um, it, was, it was on Superstar. I, I don't remember when. But okay. I remember after seeing that match, that's when I started going to the video store, getting tapes, and et cetera. Okay, so let's do this. Rhodesia, let's flip a coin for me and Ishan because my time is really, really close to that. So it's probably about the same. Because that was actually 1987. 87? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep, that was 87. So, <clears throat> Ishan, seeing it is your anniversary weekend, you get to call heads or tails. And then if you win, you get second pick. If you lose, you get third pick. I think I want some head. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, were you talking about – what are we talking about here? Are we, ta- are we, are we talking about – what are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just need to make sure. Hey, let's just let's just let's just let's just use it for for both scenarios. Got it. B O F U M. Both of them. Both. All right, Radiza, get back here with the the coin. I know I just threw that on you. You probably wasn't ready for it. So I don't have a coin. So I'm just based off of his comment about getting some head. Let's go with him as number Dude. two. All right, there you go. All right. So Ishan is second. I am third. So it sucks for me because I am third, but I get to come right back in the second round. I get the first pick in the second round. So I will take that. Because remember, it's going one, two, three, three, two, one. One, two, three, three, two, one. All right. All right. Uh, I think we know, Rudy, who you're taking, but for formalities. Uh, maybe, maybe for for formalities, I should have Ishan actually say who my number one is. But he can't do that because <laughs> it would be Roman Reigns. All right. Roman Reigns is off the board. Okay. Ishan, who you got? You know who I want. The hottest taking him. wrestler in the world right now. Okay. Roman Reigns. He was a solo Sokoa. <laughs> <laughs> the bloodliner. Cody Samuel Rose. All right. Cody's off the board. I made up that middle name, too. By the way. I, I know. I know. I saw, I saw your brain going. <laughs> Give me the, the person who would not say. Whoop your ass. There we go. Give me Bianca Belair. And I'm going to double back because it is on me now in round two. Give me Bianca Belair. And give me Seth Rollins. It's back to me, right? Yes, sir. All right, Big Daddy is going to take Brock mm. Lesnar. Heavy hitters. All right, All right. Rhodesia. Because I didn't think this person was going to be here. Actually, I am changing my stance. So I'm moving things around. My next pick is going to be the double R, Rhea Ripley. The other mm. double R. I was actually going to take her right after I took Bianca, but I was like, mm-hmm. I need Seth. Because you guys both had heavy, heavy, heavy hitters on the male side. Mm-hmm. All right, Rhodesia, you just finished round two. You back up at round three. Who you got? No one is ready for Oscar. Ooh, you, ooh, you reached for that one. That's Doesn't a good matter. pick, but not at not at not three. That'd been really good around maybe anywhere between six to ten. You reached my, a little bit. It's my pick, and not your pick. It's my pick. All right, so Big Daddy, you know, I, I'm gonna brand that too. I'm against shirt, Big Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Right, oh, that's Daddy. a good one. That's that's yeah. a good one actually. That's pretty clever. Big Daddy. So yeah, Big Daddy gonna. Uh, I need to build out my women's roster right now, so I need to go ahead and 
pick Charlotte Flair. Mm, good one. Woo! Good one. All right. You go back to back, Matt. I am. I am. Back to back. All right. Trying to think I want to make a splash because I'm going back to back, but I, I think I'm going to be smart here. I am going to. No, you know what? I need to. I need to. I need to have some bangers. Banger after banger. Yep. After and just banger. because I'm going back to back, I'm going to make this guy my third overall pick. Wow. L.A. Knight goes third. I'm going to put the rocket strap on him. He's out of here. I'm going back to back, so that means fourth. Give me Carmelo Hayes. He's him, right? Yep. And I think he's ready, and I think he's ready to leapfrog some of the people that I did not take. All right. BDE's up. BDE. Um, you know what? I'm going to take this individual that I think is ready to go to the next level. Because I, I think we need to build the next black world heavyweight champion. And that man is Montez Ford. All right. Take him off the board. All righty. So I get to go back to back, and I'm just going to go for him. Nothing special. Let's just get to it. I'm taking for my fourth pick, pick, sorry, a bloodliner. And going to be the new tribal chief, Jay Uso. Mm. You are going Jay Uso. For my fourth. Okay. My fifth. Man, see, this is where now we're. My, mm-hmm. my love and my passion, mm-hmm. which one makes more sense, my love and passion or business? And in life, I lead by love and passion. I'm going to go with Shusuke Nakamura as my number wow. five. Wow. Shinsuke. Quiet is kept. Shinsuke was not even on my list wow. of 38 wrestlers. Look at that. All right. All right. Number five for Ishan. PJ, I need another workhorse on this roster. Somebody who could potentially be in the world champion soon. I'm going with Finn Balor. Mm. I was I was close to picking him. You said the new world heavyweight champion, right? Hey, I wouldn't mind that. Not at all. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I saw this one guy on Twitter, Rhodesia. He had he had a Photoshop a picture of uh, Finn and um with the with the new championship on his shoulder. And Damien behind him. And it kind of reminded me of Shawn Michaels and Big Daddy Cool back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that vibe. All right. I am going to smash your guys' head on these next two picks. All right. I ran up do. to I ran up with the envelope. And it was like, you got both of them already? I said, yes, because I cannot believe I got so much yep. value in the middle of the draft with these two people. My next pick. For number five. Yes. Is the longest reigning. Intercontinental champion in the last mm. 20 years. 
Goomber. He was my next guy. He was my next Give pick. me Goomber. And then I am going to double back and take arguably the hottest wrestler of all of 2022 outside of Roman Reigns, and that is Sammy Ezekiel Zane. That that was my next one, too. (laughs) Ezekiel. So we are now in round six. Before before you guys give your two, Mm -hmm. let's uh, recap. So I have Bianca Belair, Seth Rollins, L.A. Knight, Carmelo Hayes, Gunther, and Sami Zayn. Okay. Ishan, who do you have? You know, I need a little bit more diversity in my roster. I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Lashley. He's taking Bobby. That was my next pick. All right, so for Ishan, his top six was Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, Charlotte Flair, Montez Ford, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley. Bobby. Okay. All right, so my number six, I'm just going to go in order. Wow, this is this is telling of me. I'm going with another bloodliner, Sola Sokoa, number six. Mm. Okay. Okay. So far, I have the Tribal Chief, the first one, Roman Reigns. You have Rhea Ripley. Alska, the second bloodliner and second tribal chief, Jay Uso, Shinsuke, and Solo Sequoia. So, starting on the top of the seven. Now, this is a steal. Work rate, maybe not all there, but I'll take everything else about this person here. Probably the greatest heel in wrestling today, Mr. Dominic Mysterio. Mm, he was next on my list. He was actually at the top. After, like, my first three, and I was like, I'll see how long he can slide for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll see how long he can slide for. Since this man is still on the roster, possibly injured, but I'm confident under my leadership, he will be rehired and reimagined. I'm going for Drew okay. McIntyre. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one. We don't know how long he be out for. He slid just because of that. He yeah. would be the top five pick for me. He was all the way at the bottom, though. Mm-hmm. All right. I get to go back and back again, right? Yep. Let's make some noise. Let's make some noise. I am going to. No, I took you two already. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's have some fun. <laughs> I am going to go with my next pick. The genius of the sky. EO Sky. And then I am back to back in that. With somebody that is going to be taking the main roster by storm. Uh Uh-oh. Grayson Waller. Nice. I like that man. I like that man. He's so good. He's so good. All right. Now round eight. You know, I'm going with another legend, y'all. Another fellow man with the name of E, so I got to respect it. I'm going with Edge. Oh, wow. Another one that didn't make my top 38 just because he of the part-time status. 100. He Don't do that. Top 100. Don't do that. 
<laughs> on a side note, real quick, do you see that picture that he posted with Christian at those um, hockey games? It looks yes. so cool. Yeah. So cool. Whoa, y'all. Another still I'm getting here in number eight. Okay, what you got? I'm going with Big Time Bex, Becky Lynch. All right. Now we going into the final. That two is a rounds. steal because she's a major star. Yeah. I just like EO better, mm-hmm. but I couldn't believe she was still sitting there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I forgot about her. To be honest. Yeah, I couldn't believe she was still sitting there. Okay. Whew. So what is this? Is this round eight <laughs> or round nine? nine? It's nine. It's round so nine. I have two picks left. Yep. So I got the top of the nine for me. Okay. Dang, dang, dang. All right, y'all. I need some more, some more youth in my roster. I need no, somebody. Still, still my turn. Still my turn, Ishan. <laughs> Oh, how the hell did that work? Okay, good. Y'all just keep doing y'all thing. Y'all get back-to-back picks all the time. That's cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your yeah, thing. Yeah, because you're in the middle. So okay. you don't get oh. a back-to-back pick. All right. All right. It goes one, two, three, three, two, nice. one. Nice. One, two, three. You, three, don't, wa- two, you don't watch a lot of drafts, huh? <laughs> all right. I'm going to go with. I have to. I'm going to have to go with the new hustle, loyalty, respect, and go with Austin Theory. Okay. My number nine. That's a good one. Hey, so can can I go now, or do y'all got to do the back-to-back again or something? Nope, you can go. All right, so I, let me see here. You took my person. Which one? Austin. Yeah. You may need to move your camera, though, so we can see you. I don't know what you're doing over there. We don't. You can't trust you when you're off camera. No, no, I'm minding my business right now. That's what I'm doing. Y'all, y'all need to see what I'm doing. He's oh, rushing actually, the pick and he ain't ready. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> look at him. Man. It's rough living out here. Oh, man. All right. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and, and bring Finn's boy back because I, I like the idea of a new heartbreak kid and Big Daddy Cool connection. I'm going to bring. My man, uh, Damien. Mm. All right, okay. Priest to the roster. Well, I just took, I can't believe I got these people in round nine and round ten. Go ahead. Can't believe it. I'm going to feel the same I, way. Yep. I am taking in round nine, Bailey. Whoa. In round 10, the matches this person is going to have with Seth Rollins, with L.A. Knight, with Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, match of the year candidates. Give me, with round 10, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I am done, and I am now laying out. All right, Ishan, your final pick. Uh, I'm going Kevin Owens. All right. What I wanted to do, no, I'm just going to get to her. No point in making it suspenseful. I was going to put one in here because, just to be funny, but because she's still on the board, I'm going to take her. Because I think this year, is going to be a lot different than last year as far yeah. as D-fab? truly being over. 
No, she's not on the list. Sorry. Um, but Dang. it's going to be Liv Morgan. Yeah, number grab 10. her. It was between her. I, mean, I was going to grab her before I grabbed uh, Bailey, but I was like, you know what? Bailey, Bailey's just a bigger name than Liv. I yeah. think. I'm not sure. I think. All right. Rhodesia, run down your 10. All right. So Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Jey Uso, Shinsuke, Sola Sequoia, Dominic Mercerio, Becky, Austin Theory, and Liv Morgan. Boom, 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 boom. Did Becky lose her name? Her last What'd name? What did I call her? You just called her Becky. She not oh, Becky Lynch. Big time Bex. Oh, Becky speaking of names, did you guys mm-hmm. see uh, Moss got his first name back? He is no longer Madcap. He's, what he is, is he? now he's Riddick Moss, Moss again. It's fantastic for him. Hopefully that helps when he's no longer generic 32 in his entrances. <laughs> All right. That's a good, that is a good draft list. Ishan, who you got? Oh, Ishan, you have muted yourself, sir. I said, I don't remember that whole list. Rody, did you write it down? Oh, my God. Oh, my yes, God. I so did. you know his list is <laughs> trash. He did not even keep track of his own. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Ishan's list. We have Cody Just, just make up something. Be like, Ishan has Logan Paul. Right. Ray Wyatt. Yeah, Logan Paul. Otis. Omos. <laughs> right, he has all the holes. I like Otis, though. <laughs> I love Otis. Um, okay, so we have Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, Charlotte Flair, Montez Ford, Finn Balor, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Edge, Priest, and Kevin Owens. So. My 10 is Bianca Belair, Seth Rollins, L.A. Knight, Carmelo Hayes, Gunther, Sami Zayn, EO Sky. I'm changing her name to EO Shirai. Uh, Grayson Waller, Bailey, and Ricochet. So, nice job there, guys. We'll, probably, we'll put those up on uh, Twitter in a couple of days. You guys can vote on who you think has the best roster. We'll probably do it after Monday Night Raw to keep, to keep the filling going. The so, mind is the best. You think so? Oh, I know so. Mine's not good. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think yours is the best. best. Mine's actually I don't know whose is, but I don't think it's yours. Mine's is actually the best. Well, we'll, we'll let the people decide. Yeah, and if they don't the say me, then I'll say the people don't know what they're talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, hot take for me watching NXT this weekend or Tuesday. Uh. HBK knows how to book women's wrestling better than Triple H or Tony Khan, and by far. It is, I think, I granted, I don't watch Impact, and I know their knockouts division has been really, really strong, but you watch NXT, and it's like, okay, that's how a women's division should be presented. So maybe Triple H can call his buddy up to see what he's doing differently, but I think it's, like, pretty clear. Hey, but Triple H knew how to book it when he ran NXT, too. Man. So maybe it's something about NXT that allows them more creative freedom with those women. Because the women's division for NXT for a long time was, like, kind of better than the men's division mm-hmm. at certain mm-hmm. points. That is interesting. Uh, unfortunately, the injury bug did did bite NXT this week. Grayson Waller, Indy Hartwell, and Sol Ruka all legit injured. Sol Ruka tore her, I think, ACL. Oh, Damn. no, I didn't yep. know that. Uh, So that came out. That's why they ran the injury angle on Tuesday. And then Grayson and Indy actually got hurt during their matches. Uh, Interesting tidbit was they actually changed the finish of that triple threat women's match midway through the match. And Tiffany was actually going to win the championship. 
but Indy fought through, got back to the ring, and they went with their original plan, which was that was the original ending of that match. You kind of could tell because the ending was a little clunky once uh, Indy got out, but they they still kept it together and it had a, a pretty good match. So hopefully they're not hurt for too long. They're not out for too long. But, um, yeah, the injury bug definitely bit NXT this past week. We just brought up Impact. Shout out to Trinity, a.k.a. Naomi. <laughs> Looks like she will be back tonight. If you listen to this on Friday, if you listen to it after Friday, she's already back. That is the news. Uh, luckily, because I don't watch much Impact ever. I haven't watched Impact in a long, 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 long time. They are coming to Chicago. I'm like, hey. What the hell? Let me get tickets. And looks like she will be debuting at Impact this weekend here in Chicago. What's your guys' thoughts about? Granted, of course, I'm just happy she's back. I am super happy for her that she is back somewhere that we can see her <laughs> on TV weekly. Even though you got to probably go out of your way to find where Impact is now. But what's your guys' thoughts about Trini being back, and then I guess more importantly, being back in Impact and not. AEW, not WWE, not New Japan, in, in, in Impact. Well, in a selfish way, I'm happy that she's debuting an Impact at a show that I'm going to be at. Is that wrong? Is that no, wrong not, at that all. Way? not at all. <laughs> so I'm, ex- I'm excited for that there. Now, I did find it interesting that she was going to Impact. You said it, too, and I'm eating less than that. I don't watch Impact outside of maybe two female wrestlers in Impact. I know nothing about them, and I think maybe they come on Thursday nights. I think that's about it. Um, so I am interested that she's going there. I don't know if it's something because maybe she couldn't or don't want to come back to WWE. If it's just she has never done Impact before. I, I, I am really interested on why she went there. Does she have more creative control, more, more freedom? I'm still kind of perplexed on why she went there. But then I'm also kind of interested on what's going to happen with Sasha because isn't she also – I know this is about Trinity, but isn't Sasha or Mercedes up with her NJPW contract or – she uh, so she has another match May twenty first or something. It's, it's yeah. another match coming up soon, but Impact and New Japan have a show mm. coming up here soon. So I yeah, wonder okay. if there's gonna be some type of Got connection it. with them on that show or what. Okay, but no, no, super excited that she's back. I know at Wale Mania she said she's gonna be back. So clearly this is what she wants to do, um, and I think that. She's probably staked it out and did her research and her due diligence to find out who's going to give her what she wants. So I'm happy that she's back from wrestling and that we get to see her debut. For sure. You know, I'm a big Naomi Trinity fan, been for a number of years now, right? So um, I've been trying to watch Impact. I have it on my DVR recorded every week. I don't always watch it. Um, It's something about that show. It just doesn't connect with me as a viewer. But I'm definitely going to be looking at more Impact Wrestling. I, I want to check out Trinity. And, and you, you nailed it, Ordeja. Like, I wonder why Impact. Um, I just feel like Impact's been around for a long time. It doesn't. It hasn't really been hot, right? Like, you would think that with the, their relationship with AEW um, would have kind of spiked a little bit of interest in the in the sh- promotion and didn't do much of anything for Impact. Um, so I don't know if her joining Impact is going to do much for Impact. Uh, I, I hope. That some of the fan base will come with her and see what she's doing, check her out. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, but I think it's awesome because this allows her to go somewhere and she's going to be a, a big fish in a small pond, right? Now, Impact has been known for great women's wrestling for a long time now, but she's 
I was absolutely going to be the biggest name in that division um, going forward. So it's a lot of opportunity for her to have main event matches. Um, it's a lot of opportunity for her to you know, have world title shots that she may not have gotten on WWE programming. Um, and, you know, you would think, why not AEW, right? But if you look at the way they booked that show, I'm, I just feel like the AEW women's division is kind of cold in some ways. Um, so I don't know if she's going, her going there and that creative would have been the greatest for her. Um, but this, this is a great opportunity for her to really show his herself and be the main focus of a division. I, um, I'm just, I'm super surprised. I am super surprised. And of course, there's got to be a method to her madness. We don't know how long this deal is for. We know it's not a one-off though. So we know that for a fact, but no other contract details have come out. I miss this. I'm going to be really interested to see like how long she's there for, because you would think she would be able to go anywhere she wanted to go. I know for sure WWE wanted her back. So it can't be a, they didn't want her. I can't see a world where Tony Khan would have passed on her. Maybe she passed on AEW, but I don't think it's the other way around. So it's interesting. You know, maybe it's a connection she has with some of the women there. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. a, let me go here, get my feet back wet, and then go somewhere else. You know, it's, I, hopefully she does some interviews and kind of, you know, talk about why she, pick impact but that that was super surprising to find that out that she's going to be there so shout out to her shout out to impact i just don't have the bandwidth to watch weekly another show you know i was thinking about it today like okay am i going to try to figure out a way to watch i'm no because that comes on thursdays of course we pod on thursdays but with collision starting on saturday that's another two hours i just some will have to go you know and nxt is starting to hook me kind of back again. I'm really enjoying that show overall. So that's two hours on Tuesday. I just, I I don't have the time. But There's too much wrestling on right now. I mean, you would think, like, it's It's a great problem. But it's too much. (laughs) It's too much. It's a lot. It's it's, it's too much right now. It's a lot. And when I watch, I watch intently, right? So it's not like, okay, let me just put it on and, you know, there's five matches. I'm only going to watch one. No, like a show that I watch, I'm typically watching, you know, pretty hardcore intent. And that just, I, not it's not gonna happen so but we do have i think eight shows or six shows they're coming here for uh Mm. this weekend they got two shows and then they're running another two i think in july and they're running another two in october for bound for glory so either six or eight i think it's six now they can see see those you know so that that should be fun something else i thought was fun i wanted to bring up to you guys i saw this by chance did any two of you see that old clip of Priscilla Kelly and Darby Allen talking about Buffalo Wild Wings this week. I I didn't hear the audio, so please enlighten me. Did you I see saw that. Scene? I just I I heard Darby is was a, was a clown for that, or like he was wrong for that. But I never I didn't hear any audio or read any transcripts. Oh, what happened? So Darby Allen put B Dub sauce on his booty hole to impress okay. Priscilla Kelly. Which which sauce? That that the hottest they have. Story <gasps> goes like this: Said first time we went on a road trip, we did the drive to New York, just in his car. This is Priscilla Kelly is talking. Is Gigi Dolan? If you guys don't know who Priscilla Kelly is, I guess he was still trying to impress me at this stage. So he goes, "Let's stop at Buffalo Wild Wings." So we didn't go here to eat. We went there because he wanted to get a side of whatever the hottest sauce they make. So he gets the sauce. We go up to the car, pulls down his pants, 
and he wipes his bare asshole with the hot sauce. Mind you, we have a 15-hour drive to New York ahead of us. Nowhere to stop or shower. So then the host asked Darby, why would you do that? Darby says, I, I, I don't know. I thought it would be fun to impress her. Darby Allen, Buffalo Wild Wings sauce on his booty hole. First off, he should get paid from Buffalo Wild Wings for having that interview. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to Buffalo Wild Wings now because of that interview. <laughs> so I would say that's not the case. Well, that's impressive. So to say the least, I mean, that's not my cup of tea. But, but is but it? Of, oh, it absolutely is. First off, I can't even eat the hot sauce and digest it through my but stomach. But have you ever tried to put it on your booty hole? No, because But have you ever tried to put it on your booty hole? When it comes out my booty hole, it burns. Well, maybe so your booty hole is stronger than yet. your tongue is. No, I'm talking about when it comes out of my booty hole, when I boo-boo, it burns my boo-boo, my booty hole. Ishan, you are celebrating it. your, like, 35th wedding anniversary, right? You can marry forever. What is the re- most ridiculous thing you have done to impress Katrina? I ain't going to lie to y'all. I had it like that. I had to do shit. <laughs> you, you don't have to do <laughs> So is that like same thing, like kind of with the, the sauce? Yes, we barbecue. Hey, I, I tell you, hey, I tell y'all something funny though. I tell y'all something funny. I remember like this was maybe the first time I hooked up with Katrina. I had fines in the car because uh, I was had to drop fines off. We had to go. This is Big Boys on Southfield Road. Um, in Southfield, no, South, yeah, no Telegraph in Southfield Road, right? And my son was hurting me, right? Had the window roll down. Had to oh, let one on, go. Man. Yeah, I had to let one go, man. Come on, man. We no, we were talking about what have you yeah. done to impress her? Yeah, I had not to let to turn one go. And so, <laughs> and so, <laughs> she looks at they look at me like, "Yo, E, was that you?" I'm like, "No, I almost been like uh, the car outside, right?" I ain't tell her for for ten years. That really was me. <laughs> I denied it for ten years. I, I just like Shawn Michaels when he denied it to Brett, like he ain't know, he ain't know. I denied it for ten years. Like, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Hey, Ishan, that's that's not impressive that you can't. At all. Like, he, he said it. He was so proud, too. <laughs> He's so proud of that. Let's transition. I said something that. funny. I said, I, I have to impress her. I, I, I had it like that. Let's transition from that. That um, was impressive. A 12 hour drive with your booty on fire? That's impressive. That's na- but it's no, that's not. Nasty. That's not. That's, that's nasty. Impressive. It's not. That's impressive. What's impressive that about that? That you not, had enough mental fortitude to withstand that pain for that long amount of time. That you would, can't tell me that's not that's like naked and afraid. People always talk about why you going on naked and afraid. You know, on the first night you're gonna hate it because it's something else. It's something about having that resilience that you can do it. <laughs> okay. And if he's doing, maybe he's doing it to impress this lovely lady at the time. Go for it. But she didn't no. ask. She, she didn't say, "Hey, you know, it'd be really impressive if you did this." So he did that on his own. So he thought that was impressive. That's that's no. why that, it's that like, makes dude, it even you more didn't romantic. have to do that. That makes no, me you think it's romantic. More, I think that's even more. I'm romantic. learning more and more about you. Every single podcast. And I don't know if I like it. Uh, speaking of AEW, one thing I thought about last night watching Dynamite. I'll just get you guys quick thoughts on this, then we can move on. I think the Saturday show can help AEW get wrestlers back hot. I was watching that show last night, and outside of Adam Cole and MJF, I don't think anyone else is hot on that show. 
And if you remember, a year ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we loved AEW because it felt like everybody that was out there was hot. Everybody was over. Everybody was popular. I took a quick list of people that I don't see regularly on Dynamite, and I think either are big stars, could be big stars, or they were big stars. Tell me what you guys think about this list. Okay. Malachi Black. Pac. Lucha Brothers. Eddie Kingston. Sheeta. Swerve. Keith Lee. Lance Archer. Carmelo. And Nyla Rose. And that's 10 people. Those were just the first 10 that I thought of. And I'm like, we don't see them consistently on Dynamite at all. And I think some of them, a couple of them may be hurt. But these are people that you could really build some stuff around. So I'm hoping that Collision does a better job of keeping people hot. You know, like Swerve should be one of the hottest acts in AEW, and he's disappeared. And I'm not counting Rampage. You're on Rampage every week. Sorry, I don't count that because that doesn't push any storylines forward, really. That's where he's been. He's been on Rampage. Yeah, see, like, I I can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. not But, you know, I, I, I read something. I think FIFO reported and they said that uh, Tony Khan and the company are aware of um, the problem of you know dis- of acts disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're looking to prove that. But I don't honestly, it may, I don't know if it's just going to be it, man. But I hope so. Well, shout out to that. If they know, they know that's an issue. Hopefully, it's being rectified. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, very cool. Play that music, Mister DJ. Oh, he is ready. Let's Did go. you hear? <laughs> Let's go. T F W T F W moment of the week. Yeah. It's better and better. It gets better and better every week. And I've gotten positive feedback from the TFW moment of the week. Ishan, I appreciate it. From who? Everybody. TFW moment of the week. If you don't know what it is, it is a moment that we all pick out of our best thing we saw over the week. Could be a match, could be a storyline, could be a commercial. If it is wrestling related, it is available for us to pick as our TFW moment of the week. My TFW moment of the week for this week is Roddy Strong coming back last night on Dynamite. As much as I enjoyed that, the reason why it's my TFW moment of the week is because that was a legit surprise. It didn't leak anywhere. Nobody had announced it anywhere. Normalized surprises back in wrestling in 2023. That was my TFW moment of the week. Rhodesia, what you got? So I don't know when this video was actually taken. I think it might have been during WrestleCon time um, just this year. But it was actually of Abaddon. And she was talking. So Abaddon of AEW. And I've never heard her talk before. And she was going over, I guess the person asked her, what was your greatest match you've had so far? And she was talking about the match she had with Dr. Britt Baker and how she had asked and pr- practically begged to get her face matched in the in the tacks on the mat, but they wouldn't do it. So she said it with a super kick. And was the fun part about it uh, was Dustin, uh, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes was there and he said, hey, so the, I heard you swallowed a tack. And she said she actually swallowed a tack and to stay in the same category is Darby Allen. She boo-booed it out. So just hearing hearing Abaddon made up in her Abaddon costume, her favorite match was against Dr. Britt Baker. She swallowed a tack, boo-booed it out. That is my TFW moment of the week. 
because I she's like she was like um, Undertaker to me. What's so, wrong with you tonight? Well, I, I love it. She loved it, and the passion she had was amazing when she was telling the story. I don't learned a lot tonight. I learned a lot tonight. So on that note, we're going to hurry move this on because I don't know what's happening tonight. I'm getting kind of scared. Um, my <laughs> moment of the week. Oh, real quick, real quick. E, I, I have to ask a question because you were yeah. you were so excited and happy mm-hmm. that she shit the tack out. No, I was happy. Where that, else no, no, was no. it supposed to go? No, no. Like you thought she no, was no. going to pee it out? No, no, no. Like, do that, I not, not know biology? Do you want to explain to me no, real quick? No, 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 if no. She, if she intaked it in her mouth, where else was it supposed to go? That's and when you hear point. this back, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I was pretty excited about no, 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 I'm not. Out. I'm not excited about her swallowing it. I was excited that one, I got to see Abaddon break character, and to me, she's like the Undertaker in the sense of this character. You really leaned into her shitting out the tactic. You, you didn't <laughs> have I to thought say it was that. funny. I you thought it was funny. But you were like, in because <laughs> she like said it. she 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 was excited about it too, and it was fitting. Like and I'm falling back to the booty hole, <laughs> so she got she booed it out. But to see my to see this character talking, okay, got it. We know we got that part. No, you could you could have you could have left it there, and we could have moved on, and I would have already said my thank yous, and we would have shouted out where they could find us, and we would have been done. Ishan could have been in the hotel room spending a great night with Katrina, but no, what are we talking about right now? Talking about Abaddon. We're talking about my TFW moment of the week. That is what we're talking about. We may have to. We may have to look at. Stop talking over me. Ishan, go ahead. Maybe go ahead, Ishan and I no, no, do no, a 2FW no. moment of the week. Maybe what you do is you do like a Google moment of the week where you like Google a word and then give us the definition. Oh, I got the lyrics to what's beef too, but we, we about to end the show here, so. Okay, got it. Ishan, please take us home. Please take us home. I actually got a simple one. Um, For me, it was uh Jay's entrance from uh, Dynamite. I really loved it. I, I don't know what was different about it. I, I like The lights turned off and then the thunder and everything. It seemed a little different this time for me, or maybe it just hit differently. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, but I love the entrance. She came out looking like the star that she is. She just oozes so much star power. Man, she's just like the next one up. I can't wait to see her get to that next level. And there you go. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Shout out to all of you guys that listen to the podcast. Shout out also to our listeners in Australia and Ireland. I looked and saw that we were on the Apple Podcast ranking list for those two countries. So shout out to you guys. Of course, shout out to everybody in the United States, in Canada, and wherever else you may be listening to us. You guys know the deal. Give us a follow at That's FNW on Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube at That's Freaking Wrestling. I think that's everything, right? Anything else you guys want to shout out before we get out of here? Again, we're going to have two consecutive episodes where we do not talk over and lay out. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I said no, you have, like, is there anybody you want to shout out? We're not talking again. Oh, everybody, may you all have a wonderful week. Love and light to all y'all. Thank you. There you go. Ishan, what you got? Peace out, guys. There you go. See you next week.